When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to a uh, bowl prep edition of Pin It Deep. Miles, we'll do a little bit of Music City Bowl, but not for very long because I'm going to be honest, when you've got someone the caliber that we do on our show coming up, no one cares what we've got to say. No one cares about anything, honestly, that we have to say about the game because we'll have the man himself. He'll be on in about three minutes. Um uh, we're going to get Will on. We'll have Will for about 25 minutes, 20 to 25 minutes, we're thinking. Um, he's a busy man. He's got lots to do tonight. I think he's even got a dinner afterwards, I've been informed. Um, can't really say with who. And then um, afterwards, we'll do a little bit of reflection, Miles, and a little bit of boys and men of the week like we usually do. And um, then we'll say goodbye to everyone. By the way, it's very nice to see your kitchen tonight. It's a new view for us, which is great. It's no longer the bathroom, is it? At least you got yeah. a different view this time. I actually just had some chicken tikka masala. That's what the kitchen prepared tonight. Well, that's awesome. Uh, the Music City Bowl, very quickly. The shortest over-under in the history of college football, Miles. And what is our theory on these types of games? Everyone loves points and over. Absolutely not. Everything on the under. We want to just see that clock tick, and we win 3-0. to zero. That's well, what I want. The good news is, is if you take under, like I'm sure both of us will, you start winning. Correct. And they then have to beat you. And Correct. watching both of these offenses, I don't see either one of them beating us. How was your chicken tikka masala, by the way? Was it good? Uh, it was it as good as I've ever had, maybe, actually. What, what maybe. place? You want to give them a quick shout out? Yeah, well, it was uh, Sitar Indian Cuisine. It did not actually come from my kitchen. Which I uh, should mention... That's very nice. I should mention just very quickly, obviously, our sponsor, Miles. Well, apparently it's here, Justice Dental, but it is kicking MD. All <laughs> your kicking, punning, and snapping needs in the city of Kentucky or the city of Ohio. Um, they're both not cities. They're actually states. But uh, make sure you come down. Me and Grant McInnes, we've been teaching a lot of people around the states. Uh, we've got a couple of walk-ons now in different places, so we think we're doing a good job. So if you need any kicking, punting, or snapping needs like the University of Kentucky football team does some, does at times. Make sure you come to us. You got anything to add, Miles, before the big fella jumps on? What's up uh, What's up with the people you've been helping out the walk-on-wise? You have some connections or something that you can help them with? Uh, well, we've got, we've got Carter Swartz coming from Trinity High School. I believe he committed as a walk-on, as a punter. Um, we've got a couple of kickers at a couple of school, smaller schools in Ohio. Another punter that might be going Murray State with Dean Hood. So, um, going pretty well. All right, Miles, he's in. So, without further ado, potentially the second best looking man ever to grace Lexington behind his himself, Mark Stoops. Potentially the number one pick in the draft. I'm going to say one. Miles, you said he could go even before one. You think there might be a fist fight at the draft to try and get him. Will, welcome. 
Can you hear us? Perfect. Or is he frozen? Fantastic. <laughs> Unless he's doing the greatest. Oh, there Oh my gosh. Yeah, we can hear you now. We got you. Oh no, this is not going to be great. Whoever was sorting out his NIL money, Miles, mustn't have set up the Wi-Fi for him. Yeah, no one no one was doing any uh, high-speed internet for him, it looks like. <laughs> Unless he's just come in and yeah, he wants to do the Mexican standoff with us. What is going on? Can we get a Wi-Fi company to his house ASAP? <laughs> oh, my God. This is unbelievable. Well, this is good. Um, hopefully in the new deal, Miles, maybe. Will, can you oh, hear us now? Take two. Yeah, right. yeah, here we are. There we go. No NIL Wi-Fi deals, obviously, recently. Yeah, no, no, no. We uh, missed. We gave you one of the best introductions of all time. Could you hear us? I heard uh, bits and pieces, bits and pieces. I heard your guarantee of the number one pick, which I appreciate. Yeah. Hey, so we're obviously your favorite podcast that you've been on of all time, but we did see that you were on one that we are a fan of, and I know you're a big fan of. How was the bar still? Talk us through it. I want to know, like, do they pay for the fly? I know you're super excited. You love it, right? What did they do? How did they get in contact? What's going on there? No, it was funny. I mean, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd met with Big Cat and Portnoy back on uh, the day of the Breeders' Cup when they were here in Lexington after yep. a Missouri game. I met up with them and saw the Saturday night slide, slate of games with them at Lex Live. And um, just been, I'd texted Big Cat back and forth a few times, and I told him that I was in the city. And he, he told me to come by and check out the office. I had no idea they were going to pull me onto the show. So tomorrow, actually, um, I'll be on their Wednesday episode, uh, their one question with the quarterback segment. So that was so much fun meeting them. I mean, I've been listening to their podcast for – about three years now so it's really cool to kind of meet those people that you kind of hear more than really else anybody else in your life other than your your family and your girlfriend you know yeah i was gonna say i knew i knew you were a big fan of them i think they may have even got you on when they did the ksr yes that was a good so I, I knew you'd be happy about that i wasn't sure we're gonna get to a little bit later but i wasn't sure how you'd go with the picture with brandon walker but we'll <laughs> go we'll go with that in a bit miles what you got so, Will, for the draft, I think obviously with all the prep and stuff that you've got going on, the most important decision you're going to have to make is what to wear. Mm -hmm. Luckily for you, we've got some ideas. I'd love to hear So, them. we'll scroll through and you see yes or no to what you, you're looking at and let us know what you think. Do we have the pictures ready? Maybe not. Maybe. Right. Hold on. All right. Here we go. Suit so, no I don't, I don't know if I can pull that off. I, I don't know if I can well, fill it out as well as he does, so, you know? Yeah. Well, didn't you have a chat, Will, with Tom Brady at something this year? Yeah, I was at uh, the match, the golf thing he did uh, over the summer. Um, yeah. And it's then. like you get to talk to the GOAT of football there, and now that you've got some fashion questions, you've got the GOAT of all fashion icons on your coaching staff. Look at it. He, he never fails to impress with his suits. I'll give him that. What, what, suit, what suit number two? This is a classic. <laughs> I think we need to bring this back. Yeah, it's I like this. Nobody. Don't you just get, so, Steve, if you just flick through them all very quickly and then we'll try and decide on our favorite. Yeah. Okay. So we've got a bit of, bit of Tom Shelby. Hmm. And the last but not least. This one's my favorite, I think. 
Well, if it, if it comes up, I was a very many technical issues going on here, Miles, during this show, which is fantastic. Perfect. There yes, we oh, there we are. All right. Give us yep. your top four in order. Uh, I think I'm going to start with the early 2000s NBA suit. I want to know when the shift happened to where uh, dudes stopped wearing those because I think they're just incredible. Um, I mean, got a lot of breathing room. Uh, it's it's stylish for sure. Um, I don't know when that went out of style. I don't think it ever should have. I think uh, but- when they tried to do a draft outside and there was an extremely strong breeze and many of them just went off like parachute style, I think that was the problem. <laughs> hey, could you or do you not? did you not like it? We were going to actually start, me and Miles, a campaign to make you go full Peaky Blinders to the draft. Oh, you're not a fan of the look. Well, the problem is, and this is it's it's a sin because I'm 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 a big fan of good TV shows, but I've never seen the show, so I can't I can't represent something that I, that I haven't seen, and that that is on my list to watch. But um, my roommate, it was funny. I, I was starting to watch it with my roommates back at Penn State, but they got way too ahead of me, so I, I didn't even end up uh, ever catching up. So I think I got a couple episodes in, but never watched anymore. So in all seriousness, do you have an idea of what you might go with? Is it running through your mind? Nothing. I haven't thought about it at all. I think I'd probably keep it keep it uh, keep it simple, um, yep. keep it classy. But um, I don't know if I can pull off anything better than Stoops. All right, next serious question for you because you yeah. know we're going to start with a lot of serious ones. The combine coming up. There's probably only one stat that matters. All right. Yes. It was very important last year. Hand size. Thank right. you. Brett. You're always one step. He already ahead. knows. What exercises and what have you been doing in the weight room to add size and length to the hands? Uh, I don't think I need to. I think I got like 10 and a half inch hands, which is which is top notch, I think. Uh, maybe if I could stretch it out to uh, 10 and three quarters, that'd be pretty sweet. But I know that there's definitely some uh, exercises to do that. 10 and three quarters sounds like enough inches to you, Miles? <laughs> In all seriousness, how much does that actually matter? You think, Will? Um, it's crazy, but I think it does, and I'm I'm grateful that I was blessed with the genetics that it's something I don't think really have to worry about. I get that. All right, here we go. We've got a segment we're going to run you through. You've played for two offensive coordinators at Kentucky, Coach Cohen and Coach Scangarello. Rapid yep. fire for each one. Who would you prefer? Are you ready? Okay. You're stranded on an island and you actually want to make it off. Who do you trust more? Scangarello. Okay. They both give you a food recommendation. Whose are you taking first? Scangarello. He's been to more uh, high-end restaurants, I think, in his time. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. Uh, You've got a Vegas weekend trip plan. Who do you want as your plus one? Scangarello. He's been to Vegas probably more than anybody I've ever known. That is true. That is not know that. Did not know that. All right. This one's just off the wall. You're playing Madden. It's really intense. It's for a lot of money. And the last drive of the game, you've got to leave. Who do you want calling the plays for that last drive on Madden? Oof. Uh, I'd probably go with Cohen. I mean, I think I, we had a little bit more success in this kind of end-of-game situation. So, I mean, got to go with uh, got to go with him. And uh, both of them will do a great job. But Madden's not real football, thankfully, so it really won't matter. All right. Can we start with the serious stuff now? Can you give us, can you give us five to ten minutes of serious stuff? 100%. All right. So, in all seriousness, like we've been, so obviously, everyone, we ask people to write into Twitter, ask questions, there's questions on the side, all those kind of things. You know what everyone's number one question is going to be. Obviously, the offensive, not failures this year, but kind of diminished offensive production, I would say, this year. 
my first bit would be that I've been wanting to know and lots of people have been wanting to know. You may have been asked. I haven't heard the answer. What percentage would you say fell on your injury, the scheme, or the decision-making of maybe yourself or the coordinator on you not running as much this year? It was definitely a combination of, of all of that. Um, I mean, we had, a, we had new personnel, new, new players all across the board, young guys um, who don't have a lot of, didn't have a lot of experience that we definitely knew um, had what it took to, to get the job done. But, I mean, it's tough. It's tough when um, you got, I don't know, a handful of dudes on, on the offensive side that haven't played a snap yet for us before this season. Um, and then, obviously, uh, we had a philosophy, I think, going into the year of not running me as much, but it definitely was a part of our offensive game plan. And when I, when I got hurt, that part of our game plan that is beneficial in certain scenarios kind of went out the window. Um, I, I could perform a, a little bit by, with using my legs, but I definitely did feel like I was limited, which was – which was a pain in the butt because I know how much that can be an asset for, for me and my offense. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, we just tried to do the best we could with the situations we were put in. Um, uh, I think Skangarello doesn't get enough credit for uh, the things he did throughout the season. And then people just try to jump, jump to conclusions about the, his shortcomings. But um, I think he did a solid job with, with uh, kind of what we were dealing with, with me physically. And um, I mean, we play a tough schedule. We play a tough schedule and, Obviously, winning 10 games last year was awesome, but um, it's it's tough to do that every year. Hey, Will, just to preface, because you wouldn't have watched this show at all this year, we were actually big advocates for him. So we were not the ones that were just jumping all over him all year. So I'll preface it with that. But, okay, if you're saying that it was a combination of all, when you're, when you're at your worst this year in terms of health-wise, I mean, were we talking you just couldn't get out of a jog or was it more like, all right, you're going to be limited with how much you probably can sprint. So like we need to just make sure that's not in it at all. Like give us more. Can you give us more of an idea of what that means? Because in the last few games, we did see you run a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. I definitely kind of felt myself going in the right direction towards the end of the year. Um, But it was just a situation where um, each game, each week, I was just fighting every single day of every week in the training room to kind of get back to a level where I was comfortable playing and practice was, was pretty tough because I I wasn't able to kind of get things from a um, numbing or medication standpoint that I got get on game days. So, I mean, I could, could, it was really tough for me to to plant and to have explosive movements in practice. And um, it definitely was still limited through the games, but um, it it sucked, man. It, It was not fun. And I just felt like I was going through a constant cycle of kind of, fighting to get back to healthy enough to play each week. Yeah, I was going to say, if we were going to play a game with you before and it was going to be like when you have kids in a police station and you tell them to point where the guy touched you, we were going to point to every single part of your body you hurt this year. Because, I mean, everyone's seen the photo of like the shoulder that looks like it's almost hitting you in the ear and like all those kind of things. I don't know if that was actually where your shoulder's at, but it just was probably a bad photo. But yeah, insane amount the amount of injuries you had. Can you give the people a little insight into, and um, this is not in a negative way again, as I keep saying, we were kind of always fans of him. Uh, we knew there was lots of um, uh, kind of bits that go into it. What The difference between Cohen and Scangarello, now we look like we're going to get Cohen back. Um, the difference between those two and and maybe what, what they, why we found it so hard maybe to score this year. Um, I mean, I think, I don't, I, I really don't, from a philosophy standpoint, I feel like it wasn't too different. Um, but 
personality-wise, they're they're really different on the ends of the spectrum. I, I feel like uh, Cohen is a guy that is 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 can easily have like really good kind of personal relationships with dudes, whereas Skangarellos kind of has a more professional approach to it. And um, but I, I I go back and try to kind of find out what really was the difference from a play calling standpoint compared to last year, and it wasn't wasn't really too different. I think a lot of the concepts that we tried to run this year um, that that Coach Skangs had had seen a lot of success with at the NFL level, just simply um, for one reason or another, whether it's 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 the hashes or just kind of the types of defenses that we play and the tendencies that we saw that just didn't work out at this level that we had we had predicted, you know? Um, and I think it was just like each week, was, I feel like it was less often we had prepared for something or drew up something. Um, less often did it play out the way that we had expected it to. Um, from a look standpoint or just a um, execution standpoint compared to last year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I still kind of ask myself to this day kind of why we didn't have as much success as we did. Um, and it's hard to kind of put my finger on why exactly. From a from, Miles, I was get, let me get to this one and then you get to yours. From a personal point of view, from the outside looking in, you tell me if I'm completely wrong. You didn't seem personally to have as much fun as you were having last year. Like now you may have decided this is going to be my approach. So that's why I'm asking the question, but there wasn't the TikToks. Like it just didn't seem like, and I know your body was beat up, but like there wasn't it seem as be as much fun. Like how much is that NIL pressure of like, you were so packed with your schedule, like, and may, and doing NIL things, all of a sudden you go from, I'm coming from Penn State and I'm just going to prove how good I am to, Mel Kuyper's got me at number one. Um, I've got people like Brandon Walker just talking mad stuff about me all the time. You know what I mean? Like, how much did it change from, like, I'm just loving football last year to, okay, this is what it's going to be like from now on? Well, I mean, I think it was it was more so the reality of what I knew I had in front of me. Um, from what, from a social media standpoint, like you said, I definitely kind of put, um, put that kind of in the back burner of things that I was really worried about. Um, I wasn't going to come across as, as the guy who who's cares as much about having fun on social media as he does about preparation and, and taking football seriously. So I didn't want to leave any doubt, any doubts in that, in that aspect. And then NIL wise, I mean, I, I did all of my NIL stuff really before the season. And I was like, I told everyone beforehand and the people that I was working with, like, Hey, I don't want to really spend any time throughout the season. Maybe during the bye week I can do one or two things. And, and, uh, but most of the stuff that I did, was all kind of the content was all captured before the season. And then I could post it and do things that I needed to um, throughout the season pretty easily because of that. So um, I think it was just, I wanted to, I wanted to be all in on football. Um, I mean, even academically, I definitely took a dive on my GPA and just my, uh, the, the couple classes that I had this semester because I was just all focused on football. And then when you add in the factor of getting hurt and having to be in the training room for upwards of three, four hours a day, um, I just didn't have the time to really focus on anything else. And I wanted to make sure I was all in on, on ball. What yeah. was your favorite, Will? What was your favorite either experience or maybe person you got to meet through some of those NIL opportunities? Definitely Tom Brady. I mean, that's a guy that I, I mean, if I wasn't for NIL in my relationships, I wasn't able to be at the match. And then through that, I had a connection to, to meet someone that he was working with that I could then connect with to get a chance to meet Tom, a uh, guy that I've looked up to ever since I was, ever since I can remember. Um, so that was pretty surreal. What about, let's get back to just for a little bit, when I, what we were saying. So let's say Brandon Walker, for example, or anyone. You mm -hmm. go from kind of, now you would have had a chip on your shoulder from the moment you didn't start at Penn State. But all of a sudden you've got national media 
covering what you're doing. You're coming up on the bottom of the ESPN little banners. Like how much does that change your mindset and like how, well, how surreal is that to you that that's kind of been the progression over 12 months? Because I remember having you on here 12 months ago and we were just like chatting about whatever. And now it's like you're the number one, you might be the number one pick in the draft. It's crazy. It's really, really crazy. And it's, and it's important to see those things and to not let it affect your preparation, whether, I mean, whether it's your undrafted or the number one pick, I mean, it's easy to kind of see that and be, get complacent and be like, Oh, I've, I'm, I've arrived. Like I've, I've done everything I needed to do. Like if anything, um, for me too, I know that there's, there's more doubters than there are people that are even supporting me. Um, I try not to even see or pay attention to anything that people are saying, but I know that, um, there are people out there that, that don't think that I have what it takes to, to make it happen at the next level. So I just try to focus and internalize those things and use it as motivation to, to work hard and to prove those people wrong, but more so to prove myself right. And to, and to, kind of try to reach the goals that I've set out myself since I started playing ball. Gotcha. Headed into next year, Will, obviously the next quarterback's got some pretty big shoes to fill. I think with the legacy you've left, it looks like Kentucky's going to head toward the portal for at least one option. Are you going to host any recruits? And if so, what would kind of be your pitch to them to, to sell Kentucky? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not going to host anybody, and I know that they're looking around um, and – there's, there's guys on our roster we have right now that I think are suitable for the job. And it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out with the competition that they have. And just, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be really cool, really interesting to see how they handle that. But, um, I mean, I'm going to do my best to, to help the coaches in whatever they, they want and giving guys uh, the information that they need um, to make the best decision. I'm going to be honest with them. And, and, uh, and, I, and I am being honest when I, when I tell all of them that um, if you want to go and, and play at the next level, there's no better spot. I think that, um, the opportunity to play in this kind of offensive system, to to have the terminology and and to have the concepts in the playbook that is going to be required and asked of you at the next level is extremely, extremely valuable. Um, there's countless examples of guys that didn't have any exposure to those kind of offenses or didn't even take a snap under center, and uh, it, 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 it hurts them at the next level. Um, so that, along with just the coaching staff, I mean, you guys know how awesome Coach Stoops is and how great of a job he does of getting people around him to, to improve him and other people uh, just sets him up for success in the future. All right. Possible idea. When we had a quarterback that was going to be the number one draft pick in the class coming across from Penn State, there was a certain individual that was present on that uh, visit just to, you know, try and welcome him to the city, you know, show him around, show him a good time. If that person had to be called upon to show the quarterback, the new quarterback, a good time, do you think Stoop should reach out to him? Yeah, I definitely think he should reach out to him. Uh, I definitely think if, if if he was able to get someone like me here, then he could definitely get the job with some, do the job with someone else. Um, definitely need to show him around town. Maybe get a couple car bombs at McCarthy's. You never know. Peanut Dave's putting their hand up to show another quarterback around Lexington. I'm telling you, it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. Hey. Um, what about sorry, what about what about with the bowl game coming up? Look, to the people that say that you and Chris, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's it's irrelevant. It's silly. It's a very good decision that you guys made. How are you gonna help out? Because I wanna know, like, are you gonna be heavily involved? Like, are you going to each practice? Are you gonna be helping with play calls? Because obviously you know OC. Like, how how are you planning to help out? Yeah, I definitely I put my hat uh, or my name in the hat to to get the OC job, but um Unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But, yeah, I mean, we had a few practices this past week. I wasn't able to make it because I was uh, out doing some meetings and stuff. But from here on out, 
I'm going to be a part of every single meeting and every single practice that we have uh, pretty much just acting as a coach and uh, being there answering any questions that any guys have, especially in the quarterback room. But uh, it's, it's going to be a good experience for me to in, in improve myself as a leader um, to, to try to, <laughs> to try to um, just see how well I can impact other people. I mean, it's going to be a really tough game against a really tough defense. Um, we got to know, we got to make sure everyone's dialed in on the game plan. If we want to have success. Who's the starter or is it a competition at the moment? It's competition. It's competition. Um, I think, uh, I think Kai got most of the reps, uh, this past week of practice and they might, and they're going to change it up, give other guys some opportunities to uh, rep the ones, uh, for, for the rest of the practices we have until we leave for the game. I don't know when they're going to make a decision, but it's, an, it's a very exciting time for them. Um, could be a little stressful, but once that I know that they're going to work their butts off and, um, Whoever's going to play is going to be ready. Before we get to a bit more like hard stuff again, mate, and then let you kind of say a few things, may I just say what came across the bottom of the screen there about you being, uh, you playing injured the whole year. Can I just say from us, and I think I speak for all Kentucky fans when, particularly for myself, like the last two games, when it looked like not the season was done, but it was, we were up against it and we'd had some bad moments. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Your ability to stand up and like just say and just start running through guys again and carry the team, I thought was awesome, man. So on behalf of all of Kentucky and that, I would say if there was a word to describe you, me and Miles have been doing this a lot this week. If there was a word to describe you, it'd be absolute competitor, which is two. So thank you very much for being part of this team. It's been awesome, man. So appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Now to get away from the niceties, um, there was a bottle of bourbon with the Citrus Bowl logo handed over to a certain individual at the start of the year, the Pope. Okay. I think yeah, we yeah. Have a of it. it'll pop up. I have a theory that the Pope didn't like that bottle of bourbon and therefore maybe he just wasn't a supporting team as much. You know, Snoops' bourbon isn't always the greatest. So maybe he just wasn't supporting the team. I know since then, and correct me if I'm wrong, you may have tagged him once or twice on Twitter, particularly early in the season. When you talk to teams and, you know, hand in the resume and that, will he be a reference? No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I mean, the Pope's on everyone's side. I don't think he picks sides, uh, but it would be nice to think that he is. But I'm going to go uh, on the high road and say that he's for everybody and isn't one for, for – You don't sure. think he'll get a Levis jersey on if you end up walking across the stage first? Hey, I mean, I'm, I'm for it. I'm definitely for it. Um, but I, it'll be interesting. Maybe he won't. Uh, if he, I know he's a fan of tequila, so um, <laughs> if he uh, if he didn't like the bourbon, I don't know if it's going to help my case. Hey, what about uh, best memory and experience during your time here? I'd say winning the bowl game last year, capping off a, a ten win ten win season, um, a tough season, a tough game, ending it uh, in a fashion that we had struggled. Um, finishing that way in the past and just getting the job done, um, winning that uh, not New Year's six bowl game, but really, really close to that and being the fourth 10 win season of Kentucky. Um, 
in, in, in a long time is, was, was a really cool experience. And then I could point to a bunch of other games like the Florida game last year, the Florida game this year, um, just that pure kind of feeling of elation and just emotion after those wins. Nothing's better than that. Miles, we, we like to joke a lot, Will, obviously about Stoops. Do you have a favorite Stoops story for us? Uh, I can't think of anything right now. If anything comes to mind, I'll jump in. But um, a lot of the, my favorite my favorite stories of his are just a couple of jokes that he'd give before meetings, but those aren't uh, suitable for, for the year. <laughs> yeah, all right, well, let's go with this question and then we'll finish up. Uh, we know we're very respectful of time here. Um, obviously, you're hurt. We had a bit of O-line problems. Receivers don't get hurt. Where do you, um, receivers are young. Where do you think we could have gotten to this year if just all things went well? Not that it really matters, but where? how good could have we been? How good did we look in full camp? Yeah, I mean, even even not even being like we looked this good, I think that if just a couple of things had gone our ways and and we'd stayed a little healthier, I think we could very well have walked out of that season with only, I mean, that regular season with with at at most two losses. Um, uh, if you think about the games that we lost, I mean, I know I didn't play in that South Carolina game and that, that game goes differently. I think if I do, um, Vanderbilt game sucked, but I think that um, we win that game nine times out of 10. Um, and uh, the Ole Miss game, I mean, we had that right in our fingertips and, and we and, and just a, a stupid penalty um, after the game-winning touchdown, essentially, followed by the, the turnover to end it. Um, that's three games that I feel like we really should have won. Um, so it's a shame to kind of think that 7-5 and five could turn to 10-2. and two. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. I can assure you we, me and Miles are as sad as everyone else, even though I did predict the 7-5 and five season. Um, hey, so I told you we'd do this over text. Uh, we know you got to go. Here's Go for 30 seconds. There's obviously a lot of people on here listening, a lot of BBNs behind you. We're probably not going to hear you, hear from you until probably pro day interviews, honestly, um, particularly for just a Kentucky point of view. So just 30 seconds to a minute, mate, of just whatever you want to say. Yeah, I would just say thank you so much to the fans for supporting me um, throughout my two years here. These have been the best two years of my life and have set me up um, to do the things that I've dreamt to do ever since I was a kid. Um, not many people get to get to say that um, what they wanted to do, what they wrote down, what they wanted to do in their kindergarten, kindergarten class, they actually end up the opportunity to do that after college. And um, if it wasn't for Kentucky, I wasn't able to, I wouldn't be able to chase these dreams. Um, and it wasn't just the coaches. It wasn't just my teammates. It was everybody in the state, every fan that supported me. So I got to say thank you to you guys. And um, I'll be with the team through the bowl game. I might be doing some media, so it might not be the last time you'll hear from me. Um, but I mean, can't wait to come back here and always be uh always be a Kentuckian. Hey man, as always, we appreciate you. Two and zero against Florida. What a what an unbelievable career, huh? Oh yeah, undefeated against Florida. So there you go. No thanks, mate, and uh, enjoy your dinner that you're about to head to. Thank you so much. Yeah. See you guys. See you. See you. Miles, we always like to do a quick synopsis of the person we interviewed. You would would you like to go first? I thought he was a little bit more um, off the cuff than I expected, especially with some of the Scangarello and Cohen stuff. I thought he'd be a little more um, politically correct answer. And it was nice to hear him open up a little bit and kind of describe in detail some of the some of the issues and some of his injury stuff. All right. Read between the lines. What did he, what was he really saying? I was hurt pretty bad all year. Yeah. And like I could barely run, but I could still throw. I think that's what he was saying. And it is not about self-glorification of us. But we alluded to the fact a fair few times that 
there's many things that go go into the offensive production, and it's not always just the man calling the plays. Now he's gone, so it is what it is. But I think Will kind of gave us a little glimpse into that too. Of it's not always as it seems, and I know he ends up getting the fault at the end, but um, it's not always as it seems. I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes as an NFL player when he gets back and healthy. I think that'll be the reason why he'll go number one because they'll obviously know the extent of his injuries and how bad it really was. Um, and I think that the amount of upside, like he even played, he played a solid season this year. He wasn't, he wasn't like, you know, um, who would be one of the best quarterbacks in the last few years. He wasn't Kyler Murray at college level or Baker Mayfield or anything like that, but unbelievable, a pretty solid season. And I think there's only upside to see him. No, I agree. I think he's got a bright future. And you, are you predicting number one overall? All I'm worried about though is, if it, if all goes wrong and he said the grades were slipping, what's what's going to happen there? Is he going to well, get his he'd degree? Ha- he'd have to go American Idol with his singing audition that we've seen from his choir days. <laughs> That's his only other career path from what I've seen. I would love to know of the hours that he was supposed to go to class, how many he actually did. Because from what he said, I think if he was supposed to be 20, even, well, it wouldn't be more than that. But if it was 20, I reckon he goes about half an hour. Well, that, and then he even said how he couldn't uh, watch Peaky Blinders. He's obviously got some other films that he should be studying instead. I guess that was his nice way of putting that. Here's, we don't like to give, and uh, this is not advice. This would just be something that I, I noticed and I, I would implore him to do. You still, I see a lot of people, I obviously play professional football. You see a lot of people think that when you get to the professional level of something or the elite level, you've got to go away from being the person you are and kind of just do the things that you think people want to see. I would say from a fan's point of view and a friend's point of view, go back to doing the TikToks. Like go back to having fun and enjoying it. Like if you play good regardless, if you put in the preparation, don't worry about what people are going to think and go back to being the person that you are and being fun. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't have TikTok, but I enjoyed seeing some of the things last year that he seemed to be having fun with, and it was a lighter side of him. I would say go back to it. Well, no, and the double-edged sword there is obviously, like, you take Brady. Brady's become much more active on social media. Because he's had the success, then people are all about it. If Baker Mayfield's doing the commercials and you don't, people don't like it. But it's only based off if you're playing well or not. I'd be myself and just have fun with it. Yeah, I mean, and he played in the extremely high level last year, uh, extremely high level when he was doing it. Um, he's definitely our joint man of the week, Miles, but we will move on. He has a great chance to go number one. Yes, he does. Um, we will move on from him for just a little bit. We have a segment that we love to do. It's our favorite segment as always. Boys do what they want to do. Men do what they have to do. Mark Stoops' favorite quote. Who are your boys of the week or boy of the week? Boy, Tyreek Hill. Okay. He said that if kickers would spend more than five minutes practicing and not go and play ping pong inside, they'd make more kicks. That's what he said. That's his special. And with that, Stoops considered him a special teams coordinator, I think. That's his synopsis for kickers. Five minutes in ping pong. Now, one, he's discrediting how good we were at ping pong. I don't want that to be taken out of context. And two, we would spend at least 10 minutes. Double. 100% 100% more time than what he's saying. Yeah. When did That's he my that? boy of the week. He said it today. Well, who was he having a shot at? I, I hope it's not his own kicker. Yeah, I don't well, know. Because unless that guy's got elite ping pong skills. that Or it's like when he starts warming up to kick next time, he's going to aim for Tyreek Hill's head. 
And we've said it a million times. I mean, kickers and punters are very much like pitchers. You can only throw and kick so much before your leg almost falls off. So um, I think it's just it's the easy one to poke at and just say you're not doing your job. 100%. We don't tell him to get off ding pong table and go catch the balls from the jug machine every time he drops a catch. Yeah, if he just ran more, he'd be faster. Yeah. Like, what kind every of sense time, Yeah, mean? every time he doesn't run a 4-1 in the 40, we don't say just get out there and learn how to sprint, Tyreek. Just, yeah. Cheetah. I've Cheetah. got two boys. Number one, anyone that takes the over in the Iowa game, we're not rooting for points. We're rooting for the under. We do not – We I want to see the most boring 3-0 game of all time. And two, former O-linemen – for the Kentucky Wildcats, now starting center at the Jacksonville Jaguars, number 79, Luke Fortner, invited, and that's a key point, he invited family, friends, past guys that he used to play with, anyone that could kind of make it, down to Nashville for his football game. They were playing the Tennessee Titans. He invited us. It Wait, wasn't- for the for the pro team? He makes the pro money? Yes, correct. He makes the okay. he- Signing bonus, you can look it up, 1.2 million. Yearly bon- yearly uh uh what's the word? Contract of eight hundred thousand plus. Okay, so let's just take that into consideration. He said, come down to the game, I'll organize all the tickets. Um, you guys still have to pay for them, but I'll organize the tickets, and that's fair, right? That's fair. Miles, if you had have seen the seats that we were placed in. We had to be harnessed into the top of the stadium in case we fell off because we were up the back. We were almost touching the moon. We were that high. And that's the tickets he got us. You think he literally just went Ticketmaster cheapest one and hit order? You couldn't be any higher. Like, I thought we were fixing the light. Like, they said, hey, can you, as soon as it's starting to get it shady, they're like, hey, Max, can you turn the lights on for us seeing as you're up there already? You had a higher seat than the, uh, than the announcer's booth up there. So he is my absolute boy of the week. You know, he might be one of the stingiest men I've ever met. So Luke Fortner, boy of the week. Mason sent me the picture of Mason Wolf, another former alignment of his seats. I was down low to the field. I looked straight up to try to find him. Not back, not the seats. No, no, no. Just straight up in the air. We were halfway to Everest. I didn't know if the flyover plane from before the game, if he just put you all in the cockpit or something. We almost got hit by it. I could feel the jet fumes coming off the bottom. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Um, man of the week, Miles, who you got? I'm not. This is a little light, uh, not as lighthearted. Mike Leach. Yeah. Very tough news. I can't imagine being in a program at the time and something like this happening. Um, a former Kentucky coach as well. Some people forget that, OC. Um, but obviously, it's had a huge impact on the sport and a pretty tragic event. For the Mississippi yeah, State fans. No doubt. And like, I mean, everyone's kind of said this, but just the honesty and the way he the way he would answer questions and like the, I don't need to answer these questions the way that everyone wants me to. I'm just going to answer them the honest way. One, one of our favorites is at the start, of like SEC media day, He'd go up there and be like, I don't need an opening statement. You guys just ask me the questions I'll answer. What do you, who cares what I'm about to say? Because you're going to ask me what you want to know anyway, which is 100% true. He's efficient with his time. I, and I appreciate number two, that. I saw someone put out today, it was like, 
someone had asked him the question, how would you like to be known when they, you know, read at your funeral or look back? And he said, doesn't matter because I'll be dead. I'll be dead. That, that's, a, that's a pretty good answer. The, the clip I saw today was like a memorial to him. And the guys uh, said the best way he could sum him up is he just asked why not to every question. Yeah. People be like, well, you can't do that. And he's just like, well, why not? I'd want to throw it. The other one, actually, quickly on, and this is funny, uh, Joel Klatt, I listened to him today. He's a college announcer. And he said he was interviewing him before one of their games, asking him about his scheme stuff. And it was one of the years that they had ran the ball a good bit at Washington State. They had, like, two big backs. And he was like, what's going on with the running back stuff? And he was like, I don't call run plays. <laughs> and he's like, well, you're running it. And he was like, that's our quarterback checking out of it, and I don't like that. I haven't called a single run play the entire year. <laughs> it had all been audibles from the quarterback, and he had literally called only passes. And this was like six, seven games into the season. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It won a man. I, I hope, uh, you know, Lane Kiffin's obviously of the similar ilk. Like, uh, yeah. it, you need people like that in sports. Otherwise, it's just too bland and boring. And, yeah, shame to see him go. And, um, obviously, massive for that program as well to lose someone like him uh, he had them really going really really well not that that's the important part of it but um it is a little piece to it yeah um sure. my men i've got two two men one there's been a lot of guys and this goes to all guys being getting hit in the nuts recently miles pulisic I saw the goalie today got a massive – he was laying down for about 10 minutes after he gave away the penalty. He got a knee there in a, in a region that is very, very sore. So to any male that gets hit in, in between the thighs, you're a man, okay? You're officially actually a man. Like, that's why it hurts. And then two, it's just – it's one of the most painful things, and I've been seeing it way too much recently. You may not be able to produce any more men, but you are a man. Correct. Is this and, you patting me on the back as well? Oh, you also got hit. Have I, I wouldn't have been hit recently, would I? No. Without going no. into it too much, you may have. Um, okay. Number two, and this is something that you know that I do like to do on the show, just draw to our need as – I've been here for five years. Our need as people that live in this country to have some awareness that there are other people that exist in the world. I've got two examples for you. Um, I, I work with a guy today that sat down next to me. He plays sport. He plays football. Actually, I've got two examples of the things that he said to me in the last two weeks, and you'll love this. He sat next to me today, and he said, um, do the international teams on soccer, like the World Cup teams, get to make trades and stuff? Like, do they get to trade players? Number two, why do they get a free shot at the goal when there's a foul? Had never seen soccer before. Never. Ever. The he asked if they could sport, trade? The most popular sport in the world, and he didn't know any of the rules. None of them didn't know how long the halves went for, didn't know anything, which gets me to the next point of it. Ronaldinho was, was uh, trending on Twitter today with like 160,000 tweets because they showed him for two seconds on the football, like, on the game today. They showed him in the crowd. If you think for any second that there is a American sports, and now basketball is different, but an NFL player that has anywhere near the reach of a soccer player, they are the ultimate men of the world. You don't think Brady? Ronaldinho, older Ronaldo that was at Brazil, Messi. Like these guys are the biggest celebrities in the entire world. 
Brady would be up there. I think Cristiano Ronaldo has like 500 million followers on Twitter. I mean, on Instagram. I they are the that. ultimate man. You know, th this would be a good fact for you. You know who the most uh, recognizable person in the world is? Obama. No, I don't yeah. think so. I think it's Zuckerberg. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's interesting. There you go. Well, that's my man, Miles, because I just thought that soccer players just need a little bit of a, particularly in this country, just a little bit of love for how dominant they are at a sport that is the most played sport in the world. And Messi's clinic today was unbelievable. He Rich. was very good today, which I wasn't watching. I was working, but I he may have looked really good today. Leaves us to our final thoughts. One, for everyone listening, we will have an Iowa-Kentucky preview coming up in the near future. Don't expect us to talk much about points. Two, World Cup prediction, please, Miles. There's three teams left. I'm going to stick to Spain, who's out. <laughs> that was my pick from the original go. I think they still are the best team. They are out, but I'm not abandoning the ship. The Armada's bringing it home. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got France big time, and I took them a while back. So I'm just riding that wave, hopefully, on the French. You got anything else for us, Miles? I do not. I appreciate the Will interview. I know he's a very busy man. He's actually helping coach right now. Um, I'd say he's the, easily the best quarterback in the Stoops era. So to get him to come on again and take 30 minutes with us was great. Well, that's interesting because we've actually got uh, Terry Wilson next. Oh, uh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. We'll ask him if he agrees. <laughs> yeah, him and then Sawyer Smith. No, in all seriousness, look, let's, let's do 30 seconds here. When Will came in, he absolutely changed the face of this program for now what has set us up for at least the next couple of years to be a dominant force in not only on offense of college football, but in college football in general. Our ability to recruit not only the quarterback position has now gone up, it has also improved our um, tight ends, wide receivers, and O-line because everyone wants to play with good quarterbacks. And our OC wants to come back because he knows he's going to get a good quarterback, and we now have the ability to go get that quarterback. So Colin changed it for sure, but Will did, was just as big a part. And his ability to play at the level that he did, obviously a little bit more so last year than this year, is the reason why we're set up for success and why we're probably going to have the pick of the quarterbacks in the portal. No, easily. And it was the, it was the continuous cycle with Coach Grant of seeing Dove. We have good running backs. We have a good O-line. We don't have great quarterback play yet, so let's just play to our strength and run it. So then you can't recruit the quarterback because you run it, and it seemed like that was just going over and over. You needed someone to break the cycle, and Cohen and Will have certainly done that. Now you're out of it. The most competitive guy of all time and just led the way in the last two games, which is what I was most surprised about. And most importantly, 2-0 against Florida, 2-0 against Louisville Miles. Yeah, I mean, the 4-0 stretch to end his career – because like you said earlier, those last two games, especially the Louisville game, yeah, you're playing for some pride some, but the season wasn't as good as it should have been, and that game was kind of just up in the air for whatever. And obviously he had enough pride about him to go out and play really well and put his body on the line that game. Yeah, and I wish him all the best in the future and getting some Wi-Fi that works. Same, same. All right, Miles, it's been good. hasn't been great. Yeah, actually, it was pretty great tonight. I enjoyed having Will on. So we might call this a great night. Okay. Depends on how the night ends for us, I guess. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'll see you again soon. Iowa, Kentucky preview coming up. Thanks. Thanks.